0: You're listening to The Collective Church Podcast. For more information, please visit our website, thecollectivechurch.ca.za. Hello, everyone. Um, I must say that this morning, it's a privilege to be with you. I, of course, prefer to be seeing your faces in front of me. But still, I, I realize that it's actually a real privilege to be able to speak to you at this time a time when people are rethinking things, redefining situations, maybe looking for new strategies. I just believe God's put something on my heart that is a very simple truth, true for any and every season of life, but particularly significant for now, just because I believe it's on God's heart for us. So I'm very happy to be able to speak to you this morning. And I'm aware that At this time, globally, there's so many people suffering. We're not an ivory tower church. We're aware of what's going on in the lives of so many people and some of our own lives. There's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of pain. It's, in many ways, quite a challenging time, despite the good aspects. And um, C.S. Lewis said something. This is a quote by C.S. Lewis. He said, pain is God's megaphone to rouse a deaf world. And although it is true that at times when there's a crisis, our hearts seem to be particularly keenly tuned to hear what God is saying, what he has for us. I also think it's very challenging because may we never be a people who have to experience pain or crisis in our lives in order for us to come to the Lord and open our hearts and put our focus on him. So... I want to share something with you that happened right in January of this year. Lots of people were having vision, new vision for the year. There was a lot about 2020 vision. And in waiting on God, I just felt Jesus say the following to me. He said, look into my eyes. Keep your focus on me. And as you look at my face shining on you, as you lean into my glory, I will show you what I'm seeing. You will see what I see. But much more importantly, I will transform you in your inner being by the power of the Holy Spirit so that you are empowered to go into whatever situation confronts you and have The transforming power of Jesus to handle that situation and to bring His light, His strength, His glory into that place where you find yourself, and that is what I want to speak about today. I've I've titled my preach transformation, and so let's just focus on that very important inner transformation that I believe is the absolute key to everything of what God wants to do in us personally and also everything that flows from that place into the situations and the world around us. So, inner transformation. There's a key scripture that I've chosen for today. It's 2 Corinthians chapter three. So if you want to follow along with me, please do. I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation. And just to give a context, um, the chapter, chapter three, 2 Corinthians chapter three, starts with looking at what the Old Covenant was. We'll remember that in the Old Covenant, Moses went up Mount Sinai and he encountered God there in a, a most amazing way. It was there that the stone tablets were engraved with the letters of the law and it was there that God did something really supernatural for Moses. I mean, he was actually sustained by God supernaturally for 40 days and 40 nights. It was an amazing God encounter. And during that time, his face was completely transfigured. He radiated the glory of God. But when he came down from that mountain, carrying the stone tablets, the glory he knew was starting to fade. And he covered his face with a veil so that the people would not be able to see the glory fading, bit by bit, fading. And that's the point this chapter makes. Very exciting. It makes the point that the old covenant is not a patch on the new covenant. The new covenant that we have through the blood of Jesus is far superior. The new covenant, let's remember what the new covenant actually is. It's a covenant through the blood of Jesus shed on the cross, by which we are forgiven of all sin, we are made new, we are made righteous, and all separation between God and us is completely removed. There's no longer a veil between us. Every barrier is taken away. We're made one with the Lord in perfect harmony. We're brought into a oneness in the relationship with the triune God. And through His spirit within us, we are continually being taken from one level of glory to the next. What we are given in that transformation process is a glory that is not fading, but a glory that is increasing. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that wonderful? Let's read from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 through 18. And I'm reading from um, the Passion Translation here. The moment one turns to the Lord with an open heart, the veil is lifted and they see. Now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. And wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. We can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We're being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. In another translation, the NIV says, as we contemplate the Lord's glory we are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. The Holy Spirit, let that soak in today. The Holy Spirit transforms us, making us more and more like Jesus, releasing the radiance and the glory of his nature as a living reality in us, through us, into the world around us, changing us, changing us on an ongoing basis so that we're more and more like Jesus, a transformation that is taking us from glory to glory. And I really want for us to be able to receive that truth into the depths of our being today, by faith to receive that and to hunger for that more and more, because that's what he does. There's no longer a necessity for us to think of anything in terms of religion. Religion would be jumping through the hoops. All the things we feel we need to take in order to take us to a higher level as a Christian. Perhaps better Christian living or whatever. But it's not that. It's the Spirit by His grace. The Spirit working in us that takes us from one level of glory to the next. It's glorious. Thank you, Jesus. Now, An important aspect as well that comes up in the next chapter, that's chapter four, is this. It's the truth that we have this glorious treasure we've been talking about in jars of clay. In other words, we in ourselves are weak vessels. We are fragile beings. But in our humanity, we can carry the divine nature. Wonderful. Let's see. Let's read verse 7 in chapter 4. Again, Passion Translation. It says this. We are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within so that the extraordinary overflow of power will be seen as God's, not ours. An amazing truth that despite our weakness, he comes... And filled with the Holy Spirit, we exchange our weakness for his strength. This power is constantly within us. We carry it within ourselves, constantly on an ongoing basis, being transformed, being empowered, going to greater levels of glory. Because of the life of Jesus, because it is always being revealed in us, no matter what the situation or the circumstance we can release that glory, that power into whatever we find ourselves in, whatever we find ourselves confronting. So let's read one of the verses in chapter 4, the next verse, verse 8. It says this, and I love this. I think we can, perhaps in this era that we're living in now, coronavirus all around us, perhaps we've been experiencing some difficulties. I think we can really relate to this verse. Though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. At times, we don't know what to do, but quitting is not an option. We're persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but not out. And I want to repeat that. It's almost like a war cry for us. We may be knocked down, but not out why not because of our fragile weakness no but because of his exceedingly great power within us we're never knocked out wonderful so the lord brings us through every difficulty even the most challenging and the most awful of situations he is with us he is in us releasing his glory and power and the second point That I want to talk about now is he transforms situations he does that for his glory and I want to take some examples um, from scripture at the moment we know that people across the globe are experiencing all kinds of challenges many are short of food short of money short of resources perhaps even many of us can actually relate to that Resources have run out. And let's look at what happened in John 2. John chapter 2. We can read the account of a family who was celebrating a wedding in Cana. They were celebrating a wedding in Cana. They had invited Jesus, his disciples, his mother. But they ran short of wine. And perhaps this is a situation some of us can relate to at the moment. Mary... The mother of Jesus, she knows what her son can do. She knows the power of Jesus to change situations. And she encourages him and calls upon him to, in fact, do his first miracle. And you know what happens. Servants are told by Jesus to fill up six huge stone jars with water, water to the brim. And as they take water out of those containers and allow the master of ceremonies to taste it, it turns into wine. But not just wine, the very best wine ever. And I want to say this to us today, and I want us to think of the situations that we're facing, where we lack resources, where we need transformation, we need Jesus to do a miracle. Bring those situations to him and think of this. Jesus didn't just save the day. He transformed that situation of not having enough to become more than enough of the very best. Think of that for your situation. When Jesus comes with his transforming power, he changes the not enough to more than enough of the very best. And that's what we're believing for today, all of us that is the power and glory of the transformation he brings and we can trust him with all of our situations today let's look at another account Luke chapter 8 in Luke chapter 8 we read about a very sick woman who'd depleted all her resources she had what is described as an issue of blood, a bleeding sickness of some kind and she had spent literally all her money on trying to find cures, paying for doctors to try and make her well. Nothing had worked, and now her money was finished. She, she had nothing left. She's desperate. And she joins a crowd who are expectantly waiting for Jesus to arrive. When Jesus comes, he's obviously surrounded by so many people, it's hard to get anywhere near him, but her faith and her courage make her bold, and she reaches out And she grabs hold of the hem of his cloak or pressure, And immediately, the power of Jesus flows through to her and she's healed. Instantly healed. Jesus himself realizes that power has gone out from him. And in the interaction between Jesus and her, he actually commends her for her faith. And I just find that incredibly encouraging. He transformed her situation. His healing power changed her life and her situation forever. And that just really encourages me and hopefully all of us today to reach out with boldness and courage and faith and say, Jesus, I'm desperate, but you, you can transform the situation. You can touch me, you can heal me, and you can transform the difficulty that I'm facing right now and then just to make it really personal I'd like to share a personal testimony Um, some years ago when we were living in Germany I was facing a a difficult and uncertain time I needed to have two operations and it could have been a very uncertain dark time um, as a result of what these operations would have revealed I was in pain initially and when I went into hospital really quite fearful of the situation and during that time also I didn't always have encouraging voices around me in fact somebody popped in just to tell me what he would do if he was in the last day of his life and uh, you know it might apply to me so just sharing what one would do on the very last day of your life um, the nurse told me that I was actually far sicker than I even thought I was. Not encouraging. But God gave me a verse to hold on to. was a beautiful, beautiful scripture verse from Isaiah chapter 33, verse 17. And this is the verse. Your eyes will see the king in his beauty and view a land far off. It gave me such hope and I began to turn my eyes, no matter what was going on around me, I began, and even within me, I began to turn my eyes onto Jesus and just focus on the King in his beauty and open the very depths of my being to receive his healing, his transformation, his power into my body and into my situation. And God did something absolutely amazing. Um, After the up... I actually experienced no pain at all. I knew that God had worked incredible healing in me and the the test results were very good. My recovery was phenomenal. Even the Germans in their great efficiency recorded in the report that it was a most unusually quick recovery. And here's the thing, that ward that I was in, we were about six, yeah, six people over 50s, Many people had cancer, many people were in the most terrible pain. It was depressing, it was gloomy, it was dark. God started to pour his joy and his transforming power into that situation. So that eventually we got a reputation in the hospital as being the Jugendherberg, the youth hostel, because of the joy, the laughter, the fun that was just pumping out of that ward. I saw God literally transform not only me, about that whole environment. And I want to say to you, I believe that God wants to repeat that experience. He wants to, you don't have to be in a hospital to have that experience, but God wants to transform the situation you're in into something where there's an atmosphere shift, where his presence becomes tangible. So, my last point is, God, and his glory and in his power can transform the world around us. We know that many millions of people around the world are actually praying at this time, perhaps more than ever before. Others have had prophecies about how there's an awakening of the Church of God. The Spirit of God is on the move. The river of the Spirit is beginning to flow. The kingdom of God is advancing. And This verse has been recently, numbers of times, prayed, declared, proclaimed. I want to read it today. It's from Isaiah 60. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, thick darkness covers the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you certainly there is darkness out there the coronavirus might be flushed onto your screens in the most beautiful colours and patterns but truly it has brought devastation, sickness fear, death loss, hunger destruction to so many around the globe and sometimes things can get a bit blurry these days But let's just remind ourselves, there's a dominion of darkness and there's a kingdom of God. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And we are part of the kingdom of God. We're children of the king of light. And God has called us to be light carriers. He's calling us to rise up. I really believe he wants to rouse us today. He's calling us to carry the light of his transforming power into the world to carry the heart of Jesus into every situation. To carry the kingdom of God that is both within us and part of who we are communally as his body. And to take that into the world. And the two, in conclusion, there are just two points that I'd like to highlight. The one point is this very strong sensation I have that God is wanting to rouse us. He's wanting to wake us up, to embrace our destiny. To put aside apathy, distraction, whatever it is that can keep us from fully moving into what he wants for us. To put that aside and to allow him to transform. Transform who we are so we can release that beautiful glory and light of our great king into whatever sphere we're involved in, whether it be business, if we're in business, if we're in healthcare or education or arts or media or hospitality, um, it doesn't matter what industry we're involved in, also the family, even church communities, wherever we are, wherever our sphere of influence is, that we can take and release the transforming power of God, the glory of God, the power of Jesus into those situations and carry his compassion, his heart, his nature into those situations. There's um, something that Eugene Peterson said and I'd like to quote it right here. He says, because of the Holy Spirit active in us, we are free to become what we could never accomplish on our own, we're free to be that and accomplish that through the power of the Spirit in us. And then last point, an absolute essential, I really feel God is highlighting that today, that we are transformed into his likeness and equipped for the miraculous from a place of intimacy. Drawing close, veils, Barriers removed, intimacy, contemplating his glory. It's from that place that power is released, both within us and into the world around us. Another beautiful sentence, quote to remember, intimacy is the true source of all supernatural power. Intimacy is the true source of all supernatural power. We want to be effective out there. We want to go break guns. We want to be bold. We want to see things change. Mm -hmm. Intimacy is the true source. God is asking us, I believe, to prioritize that intimacy and to abide in his glory. There's a beautiful prayer, and I'm just going to read an extract of it in closing, from John Newman. This is what it says. Flood my soul with your spirit and life. Penetrate and possess my whole being so utterly that all my life may only be a radiance of yours. Shine through me and be so in me that every soul I come into contact with may feel your presence in my soul. Let them look up and see no longer me, but only you, Lord. Stay with me. And then I begin to shine as you do, so to shine to be a light to others. The light, O Lord, will be all from you and will be shining on others through me. Lord Jesus, we bring ourselves to you this morning. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would fill us to overflowing with your transforming light, that you would take us in that intimacy from, with, with you, Lord, to greater and greater levels of glory, so that we can shine into the world around us and we can see you change situations. You change the things we face. We love you, Jesus. We are absolutely transfixed by the beauty of who you are, King Jesus, and we trust you with everything that we are and everything. That is around us, every situation. Thank you, Jesus, that you are with us. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website, thecollectedchurch.ca.za.